Hey, my name is Kelly, and this is the Let's Talk Live podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that this episode is an encouragement and empowerment for your life. I can't wait for you to hear today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you're joining me today. I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying strong during this quarantine. I know it has been a rough time for so many of us, just emotionally, financially, maybe even physically trying to, you know, find the energy to work out and stay healthy through it all. Um, It has just been, you know, an overall ride of emotions, I guess you could say, roller coaster in itself. And I know that it's already been a month already and maybe a few days or maybe like a month and a week. I don't know. I've lost track. But it has been a long time that we have just been in our homes and really just trying to take the proper precautions and stay healthy. And like I said, I know it's been very challenging for a lot of us, but I think you guys are doing great at just staying positive. I think it's awesome to see how even in the midst of everything that's going on, there's so much encouragement out there and there's so much um, just joy and love still being spread even through this um, pandemic. And I think that Really, that just reminds us that we shouldn't allow the situations that go around us take us away from who we are and crush the spirit that's within us. And it's just been such an awesome thing to see how even during this time, even though we can't gather as a church, so many churches have just been putting resources out there for so many people to just help build that community even during this time I know that it can be so hard to feel like you're in community because you can't physically see people and you can't embrace them and for all of my people that are like the physical love language type I know it is a struggle for you guys but honestly it's been so cool to just see how even during this time we can have community and and really just build stronger community because of it and it really challenges us to think outside the box and to think of different ways to just build each other up and so I'm so thankful to see that and to be a part of that and I really hope that you guys are being reminded daily that you're not alone in this at all that you're not you don't have to go through this alone but that there is people out there that want to love on you that want to be there for you and just remind you that you know you're able to get through this situation no matter how the situation looks like no matter how the circumstances look like you are strong and you can do this and so definitely just encourage you guys to stay strong during this time but Um, I can't believe that we're already in April. We're in spring and it's so exciting. I know it's not the typical way that we are used to um, welcoming the spring and, you know, enjoying the warmer weather. Although I will say that I haven't been a big fan of the colder weather that's come in. I don't know why. 
it's like 50 degrees in April when it shouldn't be, but I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I'm excited for the warmer weather to come and I can't wait for summer to be here. Um, but I know that a big thing in spring and especially in April, um, we do a lot of what is called spring cleaning. And as I was preparing for this episode and just really asking the Lord um, what he wanted me to share with you guys, um, I was just reminded about how, you know, during spring cleaning and everything like that, we are trying to just really take away the old um, and really just make room for the new that's coming. And that's honestly really great. I mean, you know, sometimes we do need to get rid of old things in order to make room for new things. But sometimes there's beauty in those old things, you know, and I'm, I'm the first one to start cleaning things. Like I am such a clean freak. I always love, um, just keeping things clean, having things clean. And I find joy in cleaning. Like I love cleaning and I will, if I go somewhere and I see that there's a mess, I will just start cleaning it up. Like it's just in my nature. And it's funny because my friends, you know, I will sometimes say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, you know, that my car is messy or my room is a mess. And they just look at me and they're like, this isn't messy. Like it's clean. What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, to me, it's just messy. And I'm like that first person where I'm like, okay, do we need this? Like if we don't just throw it out, are you going to use it? No. Okay. Throw it out. And so as I was thinking of that, like I was just reminding, or I was being reminded of, um, how, the other day I was helping my mom clean the fridge and I was just like, mom, do we need this? Do we use this? And just really like cleaning out our pantry and everything like that. And I was so quick to want to get rid of things. And she would just tell me, no, like I'm going to use that and I can use that for something and I can put that with this and it can, you know, I can make this. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And I mean, she cooks more than anyone of us in the home and so um she knows what to do with with a bunch of stuff that I'm like I wouldn't know how to even use this and so as I was thinking of what to share with you guys today God just really reminded me of those situations and how we can be so quick to in a sense disqualify things because of how much mess they create or how they're old. And so today's episode is actually called um, No Mess Too Messy. And I think it's funny because um, I thought of that from a movie. I'm a big like Disney movie, princess movie, cheesy um, rom-com movies. Like I just, I love them. And so If you've seen another Cinderella story, and this one is with Selena Gomez, it's a very old movie. It's not the, like, the most well-produced movie in the sense of, it's just very cheesy, but it's, I think it's cute as well. But in the movie, Selena Gomez is needing to um, go to the dance, obviously, to meet the prince or whatever, and, but her stepmom told her that she couldn't leave until she cleaned her room. 
And so her friend helps her out by hooking her up with a cleaning service that she knew. And the cleaning service, their like slogan or whatever was no mess, too messy. And it's just that simple. And so that's where that came from. But honestly, what I really just want to talk to you guys today about is just how there is no mess that is too big for God to take care of. You know, and I just, as I was thinking about that, you know, ask people like, who doesn't like new things? You know, sometimes we think, oh, well, you know, this is just old and I don't use it or, you know, it could be a little bit torn or whatever the case is. And we're always wanting something new. You know, we don't want, we want to be made, we want to make new things. We want new things in general. And so sometimes we don't want to deal with the messiness of things or um, think of different ways to, I guess, look at things or put things together. Um, I know that as women, we're always wanting to find like or an excuse to find to get new like outfits like we will want to have a new outfit for every single occasion and I think it's so funny because it's true like I will want to go to the store if I know there's like a, a party coming up that my friends are gonna have or um you know a celebration of some kind a dinner an event like anything just to find a reason to go find a new outfit at the store and my dad will tell me sometimes he's like you have so much clothes like why do you always need something new and I'm like well because I don't want to have to like think of a new way to put my outfit I just want to go get something new and I just started thinking about how you know we can get so quick to just discredit the the old things because we just don't want to deal with it you know we don't want to think outside the box so to speak And I started wondering, like, what if God was like that with us? Like, that would be kind of scary because then, you know, we would become, in a sense, like, just as people, like, we go through so many things. And so to think of, you know, what if God just didn't want to deal with me after a while because I'm old or because I just created such a big mess that would be such a scary thing. And so I'm just like, one, I just realized how amazing God is because he really just takes our mess and makes it into something so beautiful if we allow him to. And really that's the whole thing that I want to talk to you guys about today and just really encourage you guys that wherever you find yourself right now to know that you're not too messy for God to take you in and to love on you and to really just restore your heart as a whole, no matter how much heartbreak you've been through or how many things you think you've done wrong. God doesn't see that. God sees a son and a daughter whom he sent his son for so that he could have a relationship with you. And I think it's so awesome because, you know, Easter just passed and Easter is such a great time because it reminds us of the fact that, 
you know, God sent his son for us and he paid the price for all of our sins, for all of our wrongs, not because he felt he had to, but because he wanted to. He wanted to have access to your heart and he wanted to be able to show you how much he loves you in the greatest way possible. And so really, I just want to remind you that no matter what you've been through, no matter what has happened or what you may have done that you think is so bad, that God sees you and he still wants you and wants to be a part of your life. And that through your mess, that is an opportunity for God to really just love on you. And I'm reminded of, honestly, as I was thinking about this and just going through scripture, I thought about Genesis 3 and how, you know, in Genesis, we have Adam and Eve and they're in the garden. And Genesis 3, 8 through 9, it says, the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord among the trees of the garden. So this was after they had eaten from the tree that they weren't supposed to be eaten, uh, eating from. And so they heard God. And I think what's interesting is that their first in- instinct was to go hide. And I think that as as people today, like that still is something that's a part of us, that we, our first instinct is to hide the mess that we've made. Like if you think about when you were a little kid and you've made a mess, like you would try to just hide it. You wouldn't try to actually like put things back where they were at. You would just try to hide it underneath your bed or in your closet and just remove the mess and not really deal with it. And I thought it was so interesting that you know, Adam and Eve, that was your first instinct to just go hide. But in verse nine, it says, but the Lord God called to the man, where are you? And I thought that was so interesting because, you know, God knew what had happened, but I think what really must, I don't know. I mean, I'm not God, but I just think you know, God created them. God had just been with them and he had spoken with them. And so there must have been this kind of relationship like no other. And so I'm sure God was like, you know, where are you? Like, why aren't you here? Like, why aren't you in the open with me? And I really think that, you know, God was just wanting to know where they were at so God could meet them where they were at. And and I think many times that's what God asks us. He'll ask us, like, where are you? Because he wants to meet you where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter, you know, how messy you think your life has been. It's not too messy for God. He wants to meet you right where you're at in any situation. And I feel like that's what God was was wanting to do with them. He just wanted to meet with them. And he was just like, you know, I'm sure they had been in such great communion. And so for them to hide, it was just so interesting for God. Like, why are you hiding from me? And, you know, many times as, as believers, we try to hide 
the mess that we're in from God because we think that he can't handle it. But it's in those messiness, in that messy moment that God can really just work in our hearts. And it's in that vulnerability that God can really speak to our hearts and really just love on us in a way that, you know, no one else could. And so I encourage you that no matter what you think is too messy for God, he wants to be a part of it and he wants you to open his heart up to him so that he can take that from you and really have this trading process going on with you. Like I think of it as a, as you're trading something with God, you know, you're trading your mess for his goodness and his righteousness and everything that he has in store for you. And honestly, like his goodness and blessings don't always necessarily mean like material things you know it really can just be just a trading of of heart and spirit and perspective and just all of those kinds of things and so it's really just like this trading thing of like do you really want to keep dealing with the mess on your own or would you rather give it to God and trade that in, trade that mess in for his peace, his comfort, his love. I mean, to me, it just sounds like a great trade. Like why, you know, why not? What do you have to lose? You know, it's, it's like you're already in that mess. So why not trade it with God? Why not trade it in for what God has to offer to you? Um, I'm also reminded in Isaiah 61, it's such a beautiful, um, like just chapter. There's so like the whole chapter of Isaiah 61 is so beautiful because it's talking about the favor of the Lord. Um, but in this, in this chapter, there were two verses that really just like stood out to me. And the first one is, the one that many of us might know, and it's uh, Isaiah 61, 3, where it says, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and instead of a spirit of despair. And so I think that's such a beautiful thing to think about because it's saying like, instead of this, God's going to give this to you. And it's really just putting into perspective like, that trading that I was talking about, how if you come to the Lord, he's going to trade all of those things that you're dealing with for something greater. He's going to crown you with, with a crown of beauty. He's going to give you joy. He's going to allow you to experience, you know, something new that it only really just takes you coming to him and being open with him and just letting it all out with him. And, and then going on to Isaiah 61.10, where it says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. And I think this is such a beautiful picture of just who God is and how he wants to really just love on us and remind us that, again, no mess that we've 
find ourselves in is too big for God to take it and make it into something so beautiful. Like he's going to, you know, just take great delight in you coming to him and he's going to just clothe you with righteousness and salvation and like his heart just jumps for joy because he wants to ultimately create you more in the image that you were created in you know as believers we were created in the image of God and so when we come to him with our mess we're giving him an opportunity to really take that messiness away so that it can reveal his image that's within us so I think it's just so so awesome to think of it that way but um overall I mean I just I want you guys to know that you know no matter what you're dealing with I know the enemy can be so sneaky and make us think that we're not good enough or we're not worthy enough to walk with God you know and I'm not saying it's easy because there are moments where things do get hard and you know it it can be tough to really find joy in situations, but in those moments, it's so good to know that you can lean on to God and know that no matter what you're facing, He's still there and that He will take the most messed up person and really make them into someone new. I think about Paul in the book of Acts. It talks about his story and just really how, you know, Paul went from being someone that crucified Christians to someone that was just so on fire for God and his word and his church. And in Acts 9, it's his story. And what was really interesting to me was how it came to be in his, I guess, his conversion to the faith. And so it really wasn't like, you know, that Paul was just like, you know, being spoken to by so many people. It was the fact that a man named Ananias, you know, who he pursued the Lord, he was after the Lord and God spoke to him and told him, Ananias, go and look for Saul, who was Paul and go lay your hands on him because I'm going to use him. And what was really interesting to me, which I think maybe many of us might sometimes react to what God is doing in this way is that Ananias in verse 13, he says, Lord, I have heard many reports about this man. And he like how he started that, like he's just saying like, I've heard of what this man, Saul, who would be known as Paul has done. So he had known, he knew who he, who he was. He knew that he had killed Christians and that he was just this man that had done so much wrong. And even then, what was so interesting is that Ananias still was very obedient to the Lord and, and went and did what the Lord asked him to. And I, and I think it's great and I think it's awesome that he did because then we have this story to look back on and really even just find ourselves in it and I think that we can react like Ananias to others or even to like 
for ourselves. Sometimes we can even just be like, Lord, have you not heard of everything that I've done? How could you want someone like me? You know, and I think it's it's in that moment where God just really says, you know, I want you because I paid the price for you because I love you so dearly and I want you to have this hope that this world cannot give you. And so I think it's so beautiful that there's so many stories in scripture where we can really just find ourselves in. Like Paul, you know, Paul had such a messy past, but even in that past, God was able to give him a new name, which ultimately made him a new man. He didn't necessarily need a new name, but God gave him a new sense of who he was when he came to him. And his story of his past really helped him to just be more on fire and really help bring so many people to the Lord. You know, it was such a a great testimony. And so if anything, I hope that the three things that you get out of this talk is really just one to remember that your mess is your testimony that there is no mess too big for god to clean up and i think about romans 8 28 and it says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those god foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And that is such a beautiful just word of how God has a heart for you. Because he loved you before anything else or else he wouldn't have sent his son jesus and so even though you may not know god right now he knows you and he wanted you way before you knew you needed him or wanted him and so because he wanted you he loved you and so because of that he already was making you in his image and so because of that he's working all those things in your life for his good in the sense that he's transforming all of that into good and new things that will ultimately just point back to how good he is and i think that's just so awesome so just a reminder that your mess is your testimony it's a story i mean take paul for example you know he talked about how he was once this but now he's this so your mess will ultimately become part of your testimony the second thing to remember is that no one can undo what god has already taken care of and in the same book of acts uh, 10 15 it says do not call anything impure that god has made clean and in this story just a little background he was talking to i believe peter and how peter was just saying you know i haven't had anything that was unclean before to eat and god had just given him a vision of just different animals and how he could just eat from all of them and paul was like no like i haven't eaten anything that hasn't been clean before 
and God tells him, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And that, I really think that that just speaks to us, you know, because later on in the, in the, in the book of Acts, you know, God takes Peter and really was just using that as a form of saying, you know, even these people, they're considered my people because I have cleaned them. I have chosen them. I still want to be with them. And so in that sense, like no matter what other people may say, that maybe you're just too messed up or you've made too many mistakes or whatever the case is, like it doesn't matter because God has made you clean. He has chosen you and what God has done, no man can undo. And so I really hope you can hold on to that and just really believe that, that God sees you as his son and his daughter who he died for and made clean. And the last thing really to just remember is man cannot disqualify what God has qualified. And I think about John 8 verses 1 through 11, where it's the Pharisees um, were trying to trap Jesus. And so they brought this woman to him who was caught in the very act of adultery. So she was in a messy situation when they found her. And like, even in that mess, they were trying to just really see what Jesus would do. And so Jesus responds to to what they were doing by saying, you know, if if there's anyone without sin, you know, cast the first stone. They were wanting to stone this woman. And so Jesus says, okay, you want to stone her? Well, then you who have no sin at all, cast the first stone. And little by little, people were putting their stones down and walking away. And in that very moment, I'm just like, wow, that's crazy because we can be so quick sometimes as people to say, well, God, how are you using this person? Like, don't you know what they've done? Don't you know where they came from? Just like Ananias was responding to God when he was told to go and find Paul and lay hands on him. It's like, well, haven't you heard of what they've done? But at the same time, we have to think about the fact that we were in that situation once. We were in a messy place once and God found us there. So why can't God find someone else in a messy situation and still use them as well? And I just want to encourage you guys to know that, you know, one, that you've been called by God and that you've been loved by him and that no matter what you're going through, he still wants you. And so just remember that, you know, your mess is your testimony. It's going to be a part of your story that's going to just remind you of what God has done for you and how good he is, even when we're in the most messiest place of our lives. And two, that no one can undo what God has done. And three, that no one can disqualify you because God has qualified you to be his son, to be his daughter, to be the light, to be the salt, to be so many things for him. And so he has already qualified you. He, he wanted you way before you knew he, you needed him and wanted him. And so I hope that this really encourages you guys um, and just reminds you of how awesome 
you are because of the Lord, because of what he has in store for you. And I just pray that, you know, no matter what may come your way, to always remember that you are loved and you've been chosen and you've been called by God. And so I just want to pray for you guys. Lord, I thank you so much for every single person that is listening. I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for the calling over their lives. Lord, I thank you that you're meeting them right where they are at right now. And you're asking them, where are you? Because you want to be there with them. You want to love them and you want to show them, Lord God, that you can take them out of that mess that they find themselves in. That there is nothing too big that you, that you cannot take care of, Lord. And so I just pray, Lord, that your love can come in. And I can I just pray that you can just fill their hearts with joy and love and just remind them, Lord, that you are right there and that you're wiping every tear. You're taking every piece, God, and putting it back together and making something beautiful out of their situation, Lord God, and that it's going to be a testimony that will encourage other people and just remind people of how good you are, Lord. I thank you, Father, for what you are doing in their lives, Lord. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Well, guys, I hope that this message really encouraged you and just reminded you of God's truth over your life. Definitely, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on social media. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know how you guys are doing. Stay safe. Stay strong. We will get through this. I promise it's going to be okay. But I love you guys. Until next time, have a great one. Bye. Bye.